Welcome to episode 13 of Two Please I know starting. I'm your co-host Rohit. Okay. So the idea for this week's episode basically was that uh, both Abhin and I love discussing trashy Indian movies and stuff. But at the same time analytics to use that term have revealed that your Hollywood episodes seem to be working better with our listeners. We seem to be getting more traction on those. So this episode is kind of us uh, mixing business with pleasure and uh, the genesis or the impetus to actually go ahead and do this episode was uh, because of uh, a mind blasting revelation that that Abhin shared with me so I'll hand it over to him and uh, allow him to take us through this wild journey so okay my story begins all the way back in the summer of 2007 So in the summer of 2007 we've all graduated 10th grade we're in that little flux between going to uh, college or going back to school and it's a summer where there really isn't a lot of stress maybe the first summer in maybe 2 years where you haven't had exams to prep for because you really don't know what you, where you end up we're going to end up going so that was a summer we spent watching a shitload of films uh anything and everything that came into movie theaters my family and i specifically my mother and i would make time to go catch and uh, i remember there being a lot of buzz around one particular movie it starred bobby deol open patel who was somehow a commodity at the time there was also uh, kangana ranaut who was coming up she had a monster hit in gangster the year prior and of course there was serena jaitley who was just about anything and everything Uh, during that time and it was a, a movie called shakalaka boom boom with <laughs> nothing to do with the television I mean, series i mean you're making this sound a lot better than it was you're, you're giving way too much credit to selina jaitley and upen patel i feel but please continue <laughs> no i just it's not like they, i was giving them credit it's just that they were in pretty much everything you could possibly consume at that point like i'm sure they were on cereal boxes i'm sure they were on like Coca-Cola bottles. It was just, it was just a oh, thing. In that sense, okay. you, you, as well as media. So, like, you see what I did there: media and physical consumption. Uh, but okay. <laughs> so there was a lot of buzz around that film. It was directed by Sunil slash Darmesh Darshan. I don't know both. I don't know if both of them direct or one of them directs and one of them produces, but one by one of the Darshans, and it and it also featured a score by once again a flavor of the season, Himesh Reshmiya, uh, a song that would. stick in the minds of people for years to come don't sing it i will refuse to in the risk of getting copyrighted <laughs> we're not going to get copyrighted for it but i will refuse to sing it yeah and then um we happened to go watch the film and i in let's let's be honest it screamed flop from the very beginning it screamed bad from the very watch beginning watched it in theaters in theaters Um, you paid hard earned money to go watch shakalaka boom boom a movie called shakalaka boom boom in theaters in theaters which is i am one of the reasons why the industry was was what it was as a matter of fact that very year or was it the year after that very year we also paid money to go watch drona but hmm, 2007 was a fun year but okay <laughs> i can just see this but okay <laughs> in gold class but okay never mind uh <laughs> There was a. We ended up watching this film, and halfway through the movie, I turned to my mother and said, "Ma, why are we here? What is the point in bringing me for this movie?" And the film is told through somewhat of like, like almost like a flashback esque sequence. It's uh, Bobby Deol's character, 
uh, AJ Ayan Joshi or something he's called uh, retelling something he has done to his psychologist played by Govind Namdev and it the film keeps cutting between um the flashback and the present and as this guy is talking telling him is is divulging his feelings about what happened it's supposed to be extremely serious the way it's being portrayed in fact but as a matter of fact it comes across as really corny there is one sequence where the camera is doing of which sorry doesn't yeah. bobby they will have cornrows in the movie he does yeah he does have cornrows and that's why you know that was his movie selling point he has cornrows i just don't figure out what it was oh. called and then yeah and then like yeah so there's literally a shot where wobbyol is opening his heart out and the camera is panning away from him and you see going on this face floating in the darkness <laughs> it is why is it in the darkness as in like he's trying he's behind him but it's but he's covered completely in darkness and it's just their faces <laughs> it looks so funny it just looks like two floating heads having a conversation <laughs> I I'm get digesting all this, but anyway, all of that is just is just you know uh, irrelevant because a couple of years later, or maybe just that very year, I realized it was a remake of a nineteen eighties film called Amadeus or Amadeus, depends on how you pronounce it. Uh, is it Amadeus? Am uh, Amadeus? Amadeus, I think Amadeus. Amadeus, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, which, of course, is a remake of the play. Uh, by by Peter Schaefer. Peter Schaefer, yes. Yeah, uh, and directed by Milos Forman, one of Hollywood's great time all time great directors. Insanely long film, but such a good film, and it tells the story of uh, Salieri, his interaction. I mean, his first interactions with Mozart, and how, in a bid to keep his um, his place in the court, and also. I mean, he's basically a, his jealousy ended up getting the better of him, and he ended up pushing Mozart down a path that ultimately led to his own destruction. That is the premise of uh, of Amadeus. But we fast forward to two thousand seven, <laughs> and this is this is where it's at. <laughs> well, we have we have taken this story to. 2007 no, i'm just sorry i'm just laughing because you have the story of two talented musicians in in salieri and mozart and it's mm. it's like a battle of talent and wills and all that and in the adaptation you have employed the services of two singularly untalented actors in bobby deol and upen patel yeah to portray so these two characters if i'm not mistaken for his performance f murray abraham won the oscar for his performance yeah. as salieri and even tom hults for uh, mozart was nominated no, yeah and here you have bobby deol and upen patel so this isn't the first time bollywood has done this story um, a few years later there was a movie called london dreams starring ajay devgan and salman khan which again uh, is a blatant copy of ptsd flashbacks just yeah yeah that remember, remember that song khana barosh that's uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah so I mean that is in comparison to Shakalaka Boom an infinitely better film because you anything probably... is an infinitely better film in comparison to Shakalaka Boom Boom I mean how can you I just have to ask mm-hmm. somebody along the value chain of making a movie should have questioned the decision to call a movie Shakalaka Boom Boom how maybe the, is that maybe allowed the writer, to hit screens maybe the yeah. writer 
somebody the distributor like the theater owner like i am not playing this movie sorry you come back with a different name what the fuck so we But need yeah. to like take uh, notice of the people involved so obviously as as rohit has probably alluded this by now bobadi all plays salieri <laughs> upin patel plays mozart <laughs> i don't I, okay i no i think upin patel playing mozart is worse yeah upin bobadi i mean yeah do you know who wrote the script for this movie Oh. You have three guesses. Himesh Reshamya. No. <laughs> okay. Who would have written the script? Someone you Is think would uh, have never have written a script for this particular. Okay, I, I dude, I have too many names in in my head. I don't think we I'm getting I'm feeling tortured here. This put me out of my misery. So this script is written by a pretty well-known director these days. As Where is this Sanjay? The guy who made Zinda, Sanjay Gupta. No, no, no. I wish Sanjay Gupta wrote this movie. Would have had some weird sense of style. It felt like this movie was written by somebody who has an idea for. Because it seems from what you're saying, whoever wrote the movie or the movie at large had pretensions, had seriousness. Looks like. So I'm trying to think from that angle. No, it's not. Okay, cool. <laughs> who is it? This movie, Kamri, I'm about to say his name. This movie is written by Anurag Kashyap. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> This goes to show that no matter how good you are, you always have like no matter how many bad days you have, you just have to keep pushing, and you will ultimately get to where you have to be. I've lost my appetite. So if you notice, they kind of make a joke about this in luck by chance. I'd like to say, uh, where he's a script writer in luck by chance, and uh, they okay. offer him a, and they give and Sanjay Kapoor's character gives him a DVD saying, "Isko dekho," and then write a script based on uh, this movie. Wow! Yeah, irony of Sanjay Kapoor giving an giving anyone advice, but okay. <laughs> It's just yeah. poor Sanjay Kapoor, dude. Okay, I, I should we reconvene after. Uh, an hour or so i need time to like reconcile with this fact <laughs> if you want but, to but okay to, I, i feel like, i feel like i'm pushing you towards watching this movie the more i talk about it no 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 <laughs> okay oh but dude there is like vanara kashyap himself came home and told me to watch the movie i wouldn't so <laughs> i don't know how this worked but it it worked so they i think they are music composers based out of south africa and uh, he is Why? currently just just so they could shoot shit in south africa south africa was big at the time um oh, yeah. sun city and stuff i remember mm-hmm. like a lot of movies went there no entry went yeah, there yeah. uh hera ferry went there for a Hera-Ferry. song shoot and all yeah hera ferry went there we went there as a family so you can tell me the sun city had a piece <laughs> <laughs> so he's aj and he's about to release his next album but he's suffering from musicians block or basically i don't know what is what the actual term is in like, comes a young talented mediocrity <laughs> in comes a young talented upin patel who blows his socks off and then realizes uh, then aj realizes all his like musical writing is is useless compared to what this guy can uh, conjure up and then he decides to take him under his wing and then he takes him down a path of debauchery which ultimately leads to self destruction and but 
there is a redemption arc for open pate but he does not die it, because bollywood because bollywood but <clears throat> uh, there is he ends up in the hospital and kangana ranath who is supposed to be his love interest ends up going to a press conference where bob deol is giving uh, doing a pre- doing a press conference for his new album and she attempts to shoot him at this press conference but as she pulls wow, the trigger okay yeah, as she pulls the trigger uh the gun doesn't like she realizes the gun is stuck and and there's nothing she can do about it the bullet it's not shooting or either something i don't remember but basically she's unable to shoot him and dejected she leaves however fate has a different turn a disco ball drops on bobby dehall's head rendering him deaf wow talk about a deus ex machina in a movie inspired by amadeus no no this is this is the best part it cuts to him in the hospital and then he can't hear a word of what people are saying and i thought okay now they're going to probably embrace the whole beethoven aspect of it he still composed music when he's deaf that would be something to consider but no they realize his career is over and the next shot of of him is him walking through hell getting eaten by gargoyles are you serious this is in the movie in the movie is like no no gargoyles flying above what was, was this uh, anurag kashyap psychedelic phase or something <laughs> i wonder why but it's in it oh my god okay now this makes me want to watch the movie it's on prime like i'm just saying like dude i would say load up on the shit on the alcohol just wow way to fuck up my algorithm on amazon prime now let's yeah. do this <laughs> it's it's streaming for free the music is insufferable but catchy this and it's also got like i mentioned right a, a, a rather interesting cast who just look good and do nothing so yeah but, uh, guys that that was this was the whole side conversation aben and i were having which tipped me into deciding like yeah okay let's let's do this episode <laughs> but um yeah so i think that sort of sets the tone for the rest of the episode i'd feel pretty much not 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 all of our not all of the indian counterparts of the hollywood movies are as trashy as this but i think largely they are <laughs> so No, uh, they have gargoyles from hell. I'll show you that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think we 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 shot our uh, whatever we shot our load early. And once you start the episode with gargoyles eating you in hell, there's very little left for you to do. Yeah. But yeah, let me start with my first one then. Okay. Um, on similar lines, the first movie I want to talk about is probably one of the better Indian. Let's call it adaptations in quotes. one of the better indian adaptations of a hollywood movie in comparison to what's out there i would say so this is 2002's kaate mm-hmm. by directed by sanjay gupta with a plethora of uh, overly masculine stars uh, who are stand-ins for all of the movies all of the guys in uh, quentin tarantino's reservoir dogs no okay. i think there's so gonna, six of them right yeah. i'm going to take a guess because i don't i haven't seen kaate in a very long time Let me try and see who the staff, who the cast members are. So there's Sanjay Dutt, right? Of course. Amitabh Bachchan, right? There's Lucky Ali. Yes. Uh, there is uh, Mahesh Manjrekar. Stop! Wow, you got one of the two. I thought you would have missed. There's Mahesh Manjrekar. Yes. There's two more. Sunil Shetty. One I think you'll definitely miss. Yeah, Sunil Shetty. The last one is probably the hardest. Like until I read about the movie again today. 
Uh-huh. I had forgotten about this guy's existence. I don't know. I'm, I'm, no, Kumar Gaurav. I mean, that's uh, really hard to get. That would have been really hard. Hey, who the f- is casting Kumar Gaurav? Dude? Like, why? So, yeah. Those are the six guys who play mm-hmm. the... Which in the Reservoir Dogs are the six color. Whatever. Mr. Pink and Mr. Black and stuff. Here they have names. The plot is pretty much the same. It's a bank heist. And the movie starts right after the heist. And then these guys... similar to reservoir dogs are in a warehouse sort of desolate location and everyone then things start to unravel and everyone starts suspecting everyone and then obviously this is interjected with flashbacks of whatever prior interactions they've had and or them talking about their own lives or you know flashbacks mm-hmm. into the characters lives on their own it's not bad in fact i remember when it had come out in 2002 you also might remember this i was in dubai then but uh, mm. there was a lot of buzz around the movie and uh, people were like wow this this actually is an entertaining it's not an insult to the the movie it's adapted yeah. in fact like i've been like you had said uh, mm. it's one of the it's probably the only adapt uh, again i'm calling it adaptation only the only, the only adaptation of tarantino which he says he likes there are two um, uh, there's there's a hong kong film the name escapes me there are two that he screens they even the the 25th anniversary screening of reservoir dogs carte and that film was shown immediately after oh. um, so he gen he like he says a bunch of indians come to new york and rob a us bank or like i don't know where they were rob a bank but they rob a bank in yeah. the us and that itself was just like unbelievable for him and then he said they he fleshed out the each character had a fleshed out back story or at least a few of them yeah. had fleshed out back stories that's something he had never thought which of which reservoir dogs doesn't really have yeah, it doesn't yeah i mean i think that's part of the appeal you don't want mm. to know less is yeah. more obviously yeah. nothing in never in i mean less is more never works in bollywood so yeah, everyone needs to have a i mean there's a is it mahesh manjrekar who names is who nicknames is penis popart there's that whole yeah so the, i remember that there's this whole set of jokes again jokes in air quotes Mm. in the movie about mahesh manjekar nicknaming his penis popper and that there's stuff like that which you're like why even you know like why add this into the movie but other than all of those things apart i still feel it was a decent adaptation i had, i bet i vaguely remember watching the movie i i had fun with it um uh, but yeah i mean obviously when you compare it to the original um, like as an i personally i'm also a fan of less is more you kind of fill up the blanks with your own imagination which uh, mm-hmm. in at least makes the story a lot more rich of for me yeah what do you think what do you remember from the movie i don't remember a lot of content let's remember everyone raving about lucky ali's performance i think lucky ali was is the least actory person out of the entire bunch of people obviously he comes from his father is a legendary actor he himself yeah. is a legend legendary musician um but acting skills I, th- i think this was the time he was dabbling with bollywood he did sur he did this yeah he did he, sur he did some of the movies and he was trying to get into film eventually he said screw it and then just decided to to just chill for the rest of uh i mean he just, now movie. he's just chilling he plays in goa fests and yeah he's anyway. randomly he'll be on arambol beach or some places chilling yeah, he's in the west he's wearing those hippie bands and just like yeah. strumming people come he seems yeah. to be enjoying life yeah he's like i feel like he's like he's done with most of uh i mean i feel he's happy where he is i guess 
but I remember his performances being being quite talked about when when they came out. It was obviously the the renaissance of Amitabh Bachchan's career. I mean, it was a pretty big. This is one of the yeah one of the stepping stones back to getting to the top. But mm-hmm. that said, watching him amongst say likes of Sanjay Dutt, Sunil Shetty, who are obviously quite a few years younger than him, mm-hmm. even at that point felt discordant. Like you know the kind of suits Amitabh wears. Like like yeah. he's tall. He has those long suits. He doesn't look like the rest of them are wearing leather jackets and. you know amitabh's trying to go toe to toe with them lingo wise mannerism wise and like bro have you like your your knees must be hurting your back like your 50s 60 or in your 60s it's so clear no amount of makeup is going to hide that fact why are you trying to like fit in <laughs> so that that for me was a bit of a realism breaker but again I can't fault him for his acting performance i think mm-hmm. just an odd choice to have him in the movie that's my take on it Mm-hmm. but uh, yeah a, a good adaptation a good fun watch mm-hmm. i remember there was one more movie that came out a year or two after kaante same sanjay gupta similar gang musafir that yeah. was a bad movie that was a really bad movie i think by then <laughs> he 2003 he reti- he tried to adapt old boy and that had failed spectacularly because and i'm not going into like old boy territory here because we all knew that Zinda was based on Old Boy, but yeah, any of us had seen Old Boy till like about six, seven years later. I myself saw it in 2011, and when you finished, I think Sanjay Gupta movie, thinks people in India don't have access to like English movies or like world cinema. I will blatantly rob this shit. And who is watching this? Like, yeah, very I mean, famous cinema. He'll just he's right in a way, like almost in a way, because. Yeah, there's not a large section of people who will go chase down that movie. Uh, let's see, Zinda came out, and I assume maybe eighty percent of, I mean, let's say eighty percent of urban audiences watched it. Out of the eighty percent, mm-hmm. maybe ten, five to ten percent of the people went and found World War and went and went, which probably includes you and me, and went, oh. how what did he think was going to happen if he adapted this i mean you understand you cannot adapt old boy scene to scene as is yeah, you, you have to indianize it. it you have to water it down it yeah, because you, it cannot exist uh in what you in its original form it's just you know audiences will will crucify him at the like stake the original form itself is really pushing the envelope on what is okay to put on film Yeah, and I I can understand understand director choices, but when you make those choices, you either tell a compelling story or it just you hope that the audience is uh, sticks with you through. I I think Zinda is better than the 2013 remake of Old Boy, uh, starring. Yeah, for sure, Zinda is a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's not a bad movie. Zinda, Karte, they are good movies. Mm-hmm. There'd be adaptations, blatant as they may be. Even if you take that out of the equation, they're standalone good movies. Mm-hmm. They're not like. Zinda, I'm sure, is handicapped by John Abraham's performance. Any movie with John Abraham is in is handicapped by his performance. Mm-hmm. But despite that, it, it is an entertaining watch. So yeah, that was that was Kante. That was mm-hmm. my first movie. Abin, what's your second? The second movie I have want to talk about is another Milos Forman ripoff. Like I feel like all my movies have <laughs> been uh, have been ripped up by poor Milos Forman, but. To this movie's defense, it was made in the eighties. It's called Talavatam uh, in Malayalam, uh, and which is a remake of One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And they remade it again in in Hindi because it was a big hit in Malayalam. 
um, Kirat Darshan first he made it when he made it in the 80s, it was, was a massive hit. And he expected to have the same reaction when it came out in 2005. So a little known fact about this movie, the movie is called Kyuki. It released on the same day as Garam Masala. So I don't know what, what the marketing for the film was thinking because uh, Kyuki and Garam Masala are both directed by Piyad Ashit. They both came out on the same weekend. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. And Garam Masala made a lot of money and Kyuki bombed. And those are like two ends of the spectrum on like movie tonality and Garam Masala is Priya Darshan. My God, yeah. that guy has range. Mm. Hmm. I mean, he was, the comedy capers was his thing, right? Bhagam Bhag also. Yeah, yeah. So just... No, but like Garam Masala is like, it's more in the musty and hmm. uh, whatever, kya cool hai hum school than other Priya Darshan works. Like, right, like Pira Feri or hmm. Angama. But anyways, yeah. Who, who releases... Uh, two movies by the same director on the same day. No idea. I mean, that said, <laughs> what little I know of Kyuki, even if it wouldn't have mattered what it would have released against. Have, have you seen One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest? Yeah, I've seen One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, which yeah. is a great tale about uh, individuality being suppressed by uh, the law or the man, while, which ironically in this case is personified by Nurse Ratched's character. Hmm. who places uh, importance on following the rules and everyone being doing the right thing as opposed to people uh, wanting to discover themselves or express themselves in what is already an oppressive environment. Mm-hmm. So while there isn't much in the way of a spoiler, or there is, I, I won't get into that, but it's a, it's more of a an emotional journey, that movie. And uh, I remember, I, I still feel I was maybe a little young when I watched it. I probably will appreciate it more if I if I rewatch it today. It's the sort of movie that uh, resonates with you the more you mature in life. I feel. Mm-hmm. But how does how does the uh, Kyuki stack up against that? So, um, if you've seen obviously you've seen One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, it requires uh, a stellar performance from its leading uh, hero to to keep the yeah. film going. Yeah. Uh, this is this was mid two thousand Salman Khan and I. There is very little to say about mid 2000 Salman Khan that actually holds any substance. So I yeah. think after Hamdilde in 99, he went on a slew of like picking these random films that made no sense. They would usually be love triangle films. I can name two off the top of my head. So there was Chori Chori Chupke Chupke, which is infamously known. Chota Rajan, I know, Daud Finance. Oh, Abu Saleh, one of two. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, one of those underworld finance. Let's put it broadly. So yeah, Chori Chori Chupke Chupke was had major major issues in terms of his production. There was Har Dil Jo Pyar Karega, which again was another love triangle film between yeah. him, Rani, and Preeti. And Preeti was in all these movies. Preeti was also in Chori Chori Chupke Chupke. Yeah, I don't think she had a choice. Doesn't look like she did. Yeah. She still had a career after that. I mean, a pretty stellar career, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Terinam was... was one... I remember when Terinam was a hit, there was a lot of talk like, oh, finally, like Salman has had a hit. Salman is mm-hmm. back. And obviously that hairstyle oh, got into the cultural zeitgeist. And, that hairstyle of his wife is so completely unnecessary. But yeah, but anyways, yeah, like you were saying... He had lucky no time for love. In the middle of all oh. of this, where I, I think hi, hi, 
So there, there was a whole, there was the infamous uh, breakup with Aishwarya Rai that happened and then he cast somebody, this little yeah, actress yeah. called Sneha Olal and uh, who had, was just there because she was great and not because she looked like Aishwarya Rai. Let's just keep that <laughs> extremely yeah, clear. Yeah, what a terrific actress. Yeah. <laughs> but poor thing, dude, I mean, she got dragged into a situation that was entirely not of her making. And I think that movie did reasonably well. It was produced by him. One of the few films to be produced by him. Uh, he ended up, but it kind of was being swept away by, um, by you know, just like this current of really mediocre films. And Kyoki was one amongst the many because he plays Jack Dickinson's character in the film. And uh, Nurse Ratchet is replaced by Ompuri, who plays the the head doctor of the of the asylum that he's being admitted into. And his thing is, as as you put it, Nurse Ratchet is is a is a metaphor for the government trying to keep everybody in line and service the greater good. While Jack Nicholson's character is more about finding oneself and learning how to truly express yourself. But that's just not how it is in this film. The film uh, Ompuri's character is more about how patients need to be treated with utmost. Uh, I mean, just generally very coldly and also not and not as human mm. beings. And they really double down on the on the gray side of on you know basically on the negative side of him, and which leads leads little to no character development at all whatsoever. Uh, and then the angle that they introduce in this one, it's now that I, I was reading up on one flu today, and it's the reason why he's in the asylum is kind of messed up. Uh, is that was pretty messed up because mm-hmm. he's in the, he's he's in there for statutory way. Uh, yeah. In this one, they obviously can't do that. So, <laughs> Remy Sen plays a nun in Romania that no one is going to talk about. Is going to give a shit if I spoil this movie, so I'm going to go for it. Remy Sen plays a nun, a Romanian nun. <laughs> and um, then there is one, then Salman, of course, has. Uh, tries to like falls in love with her and he tries to get her to fall in love with him pretends to jump off a church saying if you don't marry me I'll commit suicide <sighs> I think there is an episode we need to talk about Bollywood's extremely regressive themes that have contributed directly to society and this is one of such things where like the lead actor threat, where the hero threatens to commit to killing himself if the heroine, the heroine doesn't love him but yeah anyway back to the point is that she um she agrees to go out with him. They fall in love, and then one day they're in an, um, they're in a market, and I think he's trying to make her drive, and she pretends not to drive, not not knowing how to drive, and they almost end up crashing a car, the car into a stand or something, and then he realizes she's been pranking him, and she knows how to drive. So, and he's like, "Oh, you made, uh, I, you were you were just pulling my leg," and they go about their day. And then they're in the house and he says, I want to throw you in the pool because, you know, they're having a moment. And she says, I can't swim. And he's like, don't lie to me. I know you can swim. And he throws it in and he goes in to get water or, some, or like or something, food or something. And he comes back and realizes she's drowned. And that's what ultimately traumatizes him. And uh, they end up putting him into the, into the asylum for Oh, my God. Okay. And where does Karina Kapoor figure into all this? Karina Kapoor is, the, is Ompuri's daughter and she's the nurse. In in the uh, uh, in the asylum, and she helps. I mean, she helps like help him recover. And once he once he recovers completely, 
because obviously uh, she he decides to leave the asylum <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Karina Kapoor also decides to go with him but Om Puri says he's not yet cured and they put him back in and then he gets violent again and of course then it goes back into how uh, One Flew the Cuckoo's Nest ends. Oh, so, okay. So, and, but... So you're telling me by virtue of being Salman Khan, even if you're in a mental asylum, you have a love interest. Pretty much. So, wow. Okay. That's, that's just not, that's okay. That's fine. I don't know how I'm going to talk about the biggest issue I have with, obviously the biggest issue I have with this film is Salman Khan's half-assed performance because, oh man, okay, I'll, I'll try and be as that's every Salman Khan performance. Yeah, but yeah, there's there's a the pivotal <laughs> moment in this film, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Uh, like the pivotal moment in One Plus Who's Nest as well is is a particular scene where, let's say, Jackie Shroff's character is interacting with Salman Khan's character, and he's holding uh, Salman Khan and talking to him. Mm. Uh, and Salman Khan's not supposed to be like in the most responsive state at this point. He's uh, he's had she's had some drama, and as the close-up on Jackie Shroff, he's like Jackie Shroff is crying. If you look at Salman behind him, Salman is blinking. <laughs> Sorry, I'm 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 laughing, but at the same time, you reminded me of the scene in the origin, and I'm just getting chills. Oof. Yeah, that movie Jack, was hard. Jackie Shroff is crying, and Salman. My mother's like, "Is Salman come blinking his eyes?" Salman is just going. Ah. <laughs> yeah, Salman Khan can't act. I think that's an established fact. So. He can cry well. He's a good cryer. No, he can't. No, he oh, can't. I, I think he he can cry well. He's a he's a better cryer than any of the other two. What? No, 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 no. Salman. He, no. Who's the other? any any acting department? If you're comparing with the Khans, Amir Khan is going to be head and shoulders above the other two. I wouldn't say Amir Khan was a good actor in the in the 2000s. Now, would you? Now, I'm saying like now, but like last time. Now, Salman Khan has stopped giving a shit, dude. He's, there, is, <laughs> there is a real interesting clip on uh, on on the AIB podcast, now defunct AIB podcast, where they're interviewing Nawazuddin Siddiqui, and he talks about working with Shah Rukh Khan, and he says working with Shah Rukh Khan is like working with, the th- with an actor, I felt like I'm working with an actor because he comes from theater and he wants to get the best shot possible. And he's attempting to do all of that. Working with Bhai, <laughs> Bhai ek shot karega, dobara nahi karega. Ek, wow. ek. So, yeah. <laughs> bhai ke karna, easy hai. Ek take karega. Or, or, or bhai wapas That's what he says. So, oh my God. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, so it was, I, I remember being very moved by the crux of the story and I thought, how, how, how original this is. Went home and researched it, figured out, oh, this is, this too is a remake of a remake, which is not very good. Yeah, very, very bad. Movie. On, the, on the subject of uh, Salman Khan and illnesses, um, this is one of my honorable mentions for today's uh, episode, I, I didn't want to elaborate on this much. So, quick mention. Have you watched uh, Fir Milenge by Revati? It's a 2004 movie starring Shilpa Shetty yeah. and uh, Salman so, Khan and, if I'm not mistaken, Abhishek Bachchan. Yeah. So, it's a, it's a rip-off of Philadelphia with the whole idea being how 
AIDS patients are discriminated against in the workplace and how this one discriminated person tries to fight back. In the original, obviously, it's Tom Hanks. And uh, there's the whole angle of the gay relationship that he has. Obviously, I don't think in 2004, even somebody as progressive as Revati uh, could have pulled it off. off And it it just didn't make business sense if you wanted your movie to make money in India. So in this case, it's it's, it's very strange. Uh, They show... Shilpa Shetty and uh, Salman Khan being high school or college sweethearts who meet at a reunion many years later and uh, have a few uh, have an intimate night or whatever. And Salman Khan just gives her aids and bounces like <laughs> that happens. And he's not in the movie until the end. I think towards the end he's there in the scene, but he just that's all he does. His purpose in the Wait. movie is to give Shilpa Shetty aids and bounce. And at this point, I'm just like you know what Salman Khan giving people aids. The jokes just write themselves. <laughs> does he die of AIDS in this movie? I, I would yeah, he does. He does. That's the the only other scene he comes back in the movie for is to die. Oh, this is still not the most. And he's very song. creepy in the movie. I I still I I've watched that movie as a kid. He's very creepy in the movie. You know that you know that mid to early two thousand Salman was just who who spent who. I don't know, breeze through movies, just having that creepy good guy smile and talking softly. He's that creepy guy. And then when you realize he's given a rage, I'm like, wow, that guy was an incel, man. <laughs> I, I remember, um, I forgot to say something. I, I forgot about just, what did that remind me of, dude? It reminded me of something, another Salman film. I feel like this is big. This God is like great. No, God is great. Bruce he has Arnold a lot of bad remakes. He has a lot of bad was another one there was kahi pyar na ho jaye there was just he pretends to be this uh, re- really sad downtrodden person with muscles like it's it's kind of like out because <laughs> he's, he's okay i work my sorrows out in the gym yeah so he's a good looking guy i'm bench pressing my depression <laughs> he's a good looking guy it's just that it's sometimes hard for us to buy that he is he's so emotionally uh like distraught because yeah. I, I don't see it but and I, I think he realized too he finally embraced that aspect of it much later on into his career uh where yeah. and i'd say i think one of the movies that you're going to mention is kind of where his his trajectory began to like uh, take off which you're going to mention it's not in my list partner no, it's in yours, if, if at all. The, my, my next two, uh, two movies are quite serious that way. Oh shit, are you serious? All yeah. right. Okay, so it, anyway. Uh, but yeah, I just, last thoughts on QQ. QQ was just not good. Don't watch it. I, don't, yeah. I, don't, I think it's available somewhere. It's streaming somewhere because it has to be. Don't watch it. Don't it do that to yourself. It continues to be available. Maybe watch One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest and think of how good a movie that could possibly that is, and just compare yeah. it to how bad. And then continue movie. living your life, like yeah. be happy and <laughs> don't ruin it. I feel like you know, uh, Age of Ultron. Spoiler alert! I feel like Quicksilver in uh, Age of Ultron, where uh, th- those little Ultron ships are all bad movies. You, the audience, are Hawkeye, <laughs> and I am Quicksilver watching <laughs> between the two of you. But okay, so my mm, yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so my next movie is uh, 
is a 2002 remake a remake is a 2002 rip off of a 1996 uh, american thriller the movie i'm talking about is divanagi and the movie that it ripped off was 96's uh, primal fear uh-huh again both of these movies hinge around excellent performances by respectively ajay devgan in divanagi and uh, edward norton in primal fear yeah i was just about to ask i was like is this the ed norton film and then i then i was oh yeah i've seen both yeah yeah this is this is the movie that uh, ed norton got nominated for i think as best supporting actor Mm-hmm. one of his earlier works and i think the the movie that really brought him into the limelight as a, a serious actor's actor so i watched obviously i watched divangi first and uh, i remember being blown away by the movie because ajay devgan i mean for all the shit that he's putting out of late in the last say 8 to 10 years back then at least in that movie ajay devgan seriously dis- displayed his acting chops and uh, again i don't think it's as much of a spoiler alert so the whole movie revolves around both of these movies revolve around the main character committing an uh, an act of crime the reasons for them obviously in the indian version are a lot more indianized because uh, primal fear deals with a lot of uh, sexual abuse by priests catholic priests and stuff like that so obviously you can't have that shown on indian screen so mm-hmm. here it's some stupid love story or whatever so the act is committed Uh, because of some love angle but mm-hmm. um, it revolves uh, again like i said that there, uh, there's the central character claims that they have uh, a personality issue i won't get into too many details and yeah. you really need to nail uh, how you portray that that on screen and mm-hmm. ajay devgan with the whole stutter and you know playing the nice guy uh, but also somebody who is capable of committing that uh, that criminal act Mm-hmm. is um, he's pulled it off brilliantly and in both movies there is one scene and people who have watched either of those movies know what i'm talking about there is one scene which really flips it all on its head and mm-hmm. if if the actor cannot pull that scene off the movie doesn't really work and i think obviously in primal fear not edward norton does that even in divangi ajay devgan just has knocked it out of the park in terms of mm-hmm. his performance rest of them urmila matondkar is in the movie akshay khanna is in the movie No, nobody else really showed up i mean mm-hmm. or maybe in comparison to ajay devgan he everyone else failed in comparison i feel so mm-hmm. did you watch the movie do you remember watching i have seen um i have seen primal fear i saw it on on uh, on hbo way mm-hmm. back in the day i i think i remember divangi because a lot of So I is the scene you're referring to take does it take place does it take place in a jail cell? Yes, yes. Yeah, right. That's the pivotal scene. Which... That's the pivotal scene you're talking about, right? Yeah, so that's that's definitely the movie I was thinking of as well. I don't remember much on Divan Gedud if I'm being honest with you. I remember a lot of Primal Fear because I remember Richard Gere, I remember uh, Edward Norton's character and I think Edward Norton this was this was the same year as Fight Club was it the year before. Uh, 96 fight club was 1999 okay, so 3 years before fight yeah. club okay, so basically ed norton was he was that he plays a fairly young guy in this film right yeah this was like his uh, gilbert grape yeah basically so i i remember again not not much on the young gilbert definitely primal fear one of the better films and if 
adapted well. Maybe if I go back and see Rashes of Diwan, I'll be able to uh, relate. I'll be, I'll be able to like connect the dots a little more because I'll be like, oh yeah, fine. This is a movie I've seen. This is something I I totally relate. Ali Devgan is a, is actually in my opinion a, a pretty talented actor. He can pull off some interesting roles. It's just that yeah. I think generally with most Bollywood heroes who've come to a point in their careers where they they realize that the core the mass audiences that follow them for who they are don't really give a shit about. in depth characters and yeah and i don't blame uh, them right if, yeah. if even if you and i were given the choice where in you know you get to work less and earn more i'll be like yeah i'd be an idiot to give that up exactly so which is why you see arj devan do the shit he does tanha ji or what is the then shivai tanha ji oh my god i haven't seen any of those films i haven't seen an arj devan movie in easily 8 years yeah Yeah. I think Tanaji was the only movie I've seen in the last five, six years. He's 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 somehow box office proof because uh, Himmatwala was I th- I think would have killed careers, but he he survived. Yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, he doesn't particularly have any charm either. I don't know what makes Ajay Devgan work. I, I think ever since his debut with Fulo Kate, his Fulo Kate was his debut, right? Yeah, yeah, the whole legs across bikes, legs, legs and on two bikes. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there was a a boost that was given to his career by uh, uh, by Rohit Shetty that in in two thousand six or seven. Well, yeah. yeah, I think he was floundering around that point, and then he got he got onto the Golmal train, and then yeah, never looked back. But yeah, I think Singham. We watch Singham. What are you saying? Yeah, of course. Singham is bad. Singham, Singham, Singham done some. So I haven't seen uh, the third one. With Ranveer Singh. No, but I noticed that he's in the film, and when I saw that he's in the trailer, right? Like at least I know he's in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Can I forget the name of the movie also? Simba. Simba. Right. I haven't so seen he, that. No interest. Yeah. No. No real. There's supposed to be one more after that. Surya Vanshi with Akshay Kumar and Ajay Devgan and Ranveer Singh. I'm just like, okay. This is like Rohit Shetty. Uh, cinematic universe. universe, but yeah, cinematic universe. RSU, RSU. And I and I figured <laughs> they were going to do something like so. So I, I don't know. Like when I saw Trevor for Simba, I was like, okay, yeah, okay, they're doing the same regressive nonsense. And then the end when he says RI RI, and then the car, come, then the jeep comes crashing through the, the door. I was and oh, starts yeah. spinning. I was like, bro, I am going for this first day first. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just even step out of a moving car. Oh fuck! Yes, you have my money. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Slapping physics <laughs> in the face. <laughs> oh, you know what? Speaking of slapping physics in the face, I watched uh, Dilwale, which was which was one of those Shahrukh and Kajol's reun- reunion film, right? After My Name Is Khan. Right. Oh, speaking of bad remakes, that's that's something we should talk about. Uh, Because my name is my name is Khan is basically Forrest Gump, right? If you think about it, it's. Uh, I mean, not really. It's 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 more about Islamophobia, no? It's not. Mm-hmm. I don't think dude, any movie with a mentally challenged person is not Forrest Gump. I think that's. But he's really... he's making like a journey through all of America, and then he goes to find Mama Jenny and. <laughs> uh, I mean, he already has a kid he, and stuff. Isn't he in the? Isn't he in? Doesn't he end up in uh, in Louisiana? I don't recall watching. I remember watching it once. I was like, "Yeah, Shahrukh Khan is having it up again. What's new?" Okay. 
but but yeah, um, yeah but yeah the, so dilwale right happens and dilwale is a scene where both sharukh and and kajal are, are in spinning cars and they're staring at each other and the cars are moving and like spinning in unison and i watched mission impossible 2 recently and i said oh this is where oh yeah thandi newton and yeah mm. oh my god this is where it's from interesting So yeah that was uh, that was my second movie but i would urge people to watch if you ever find yourself without a plan on any weekend or even a weekday evening you have say what okay yeah, this movie is ridiculously long it's almost 3 hours okay if you have 3 hours to kill and you have absolutely nothing else to do i would recommend giving divangi a spin it's a, it's a pretty enjoyable watch mainly for ajay devgan okay so uh, the next film i kind of want to talk about is a remake of a remake um is 2008 the gajni remake all the way down yeah this gajni which is a remake of morgadas's 2005 release gajni which is a remake of 2002's memento i think yeah yeah now if you've seen memento and i i feel like i was sold a lie because i watched gajni first and then i went and watched memento Memento is nothing like Gajni. This <laughs> <laughs> is like you're saying I want burger. We have burgers at home. Yeah. <laughs> is that meme in in a remake form? It's just cuz Memento is a bit of a slow burn, right? It's just this guy piecing together yeah, piecing together his life before he forgets his memory in the next 15 minutes. Nick keeps taking photos of everything and he says don't trust this guy and the guy helping him and it and he's like oh sure this guy seems untrustworthy and where is my wife my wife was killed they take the concept of short term memory loss place it in gajni where there's a rich businessman who falls afoul of two gangsters and who end up killing his wife and um like brain damage him in the process so which is why every 15 minutes which is why he starts to like tattoo stuff onto himself in in order to remember what's happening to him so the movie uh in 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 tamil was written by was uh, it had surya and i'm not sure who the, who the lead was asin asin was in both wasn't asin was in both i think yes yeah it was it was surya so the the tamil film had surya asin and nantara um and the a uh, hindi remake had Amir Khan, Jia Khan, and um, Asin as well, right? So, mm. and Asin plays the same character in both. Yeah, uh, yeah. No real reins there, but once again, I I feel like that film, as successful as it was, it was really fucking loud. The, every time someone's head gets hit, there's a big, big fat clang, and a lot was made about. Amir Khan's abs before this movie because 2007, 2008, all one Shah Rukh Khan. Everyone was getting from, abs, yeah. Yeah. For the day disco and yeah. Amir Khan was like, "I'll, I'll one up you. I have eight pack." For more than. And the thing is, Memento is a very introspective. Like the the lead character, that guy Pierce plays, is an introspective guy. He's trying to piece together things. Amir Khan is just somebody spilled like his milk glass. He's pissed off all the time. He's he's a he's a growling for some reason. It's a it's a revenge tale, right? I think I think they kind of took the plot of a um, 
of like, okay, I said this worked in Memento. Audience is not going to give a shit. They're going to be like so confused as to whose wife is who. Yeah. Forget it. I think in Memento, the concept was at the heart of it, which again, being Nolan, being Nolan, emotions mm-hmm. don't play into the, uh, the centerpiece of his movies. But I, I still but, think uh, Memento is more, is more of an emotional movie than... It is, it is. I'm just saying the concept is at the core of it. The, the emotion isn't played up as much here. Mm-hmm. Here it's like, like you said, you have to Indianize it. You have to give it an emotional, you have to give people an emotional thread to kind of follow throughout the movie to mm-hmm. its conclusion. And that not only does it cheapen the concept because they've not executed it as well as Memento, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, that emotional thread is so one note. And like you said, it's loud and its execution is so loud and jarring. You just... leaves you with a bad taste in the mouth i feel it's 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 a bit of excess really and i had this problem with another movie where i just wanted the film to get over cuz i'd seen enough and i'm okay you've established the character you've established the whole revenge aspect you've established as to how far he can go to take his revenge and i'm like i'm fine just end it here so this and i'd say 2016's agnipath oh my god both film agnipath is just torture upon towards the end of my troops ended why why are we here? why are we still here why am i seeing rithik roshan dragged through the mud his legs are broken mm. his hand is broken he's this this is just this is not something i i want to see like it's fine i've seen these people suffer enough and i feel gajni also me but the spectacle cinema in the worst possible way yeah I, even the original also was i mean it's Pretty much a scene-to-scene remake of the original. But the original is, yeah, yeah. Even the original has Akshay, uh, Amitabh Bachchan with coal under his eyes. It's a yeah. very weird aesthetic. The entire movie has a very weird aesthetic. Who plays Sanjay's character in that movie? Oh, shit. I forgot. I can't recall. Mithun is in that movie. I don't know what Mithun is in that movie as. I think that can be said for all Mithun movies. <laughs> Mithun is in actually the poster. He's the he's in the the forefront of the poster, which is strange. Yeah, yeah. But uh, um, but yeah, I think that's that's me on Gajni, dude. I just feel Gajni is maybe there's an audience for it because it made a lot of money. It did make a lot of money to, as 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 early as 2008. No, I'm sure a lot of made of a lot was made of the movie, and obviously by this point. Even if people had not seen Memento, maybe because of the Batman movies and stuff, Nolan was. a fairly known name even in urban india and when you say it's an it's an adaptation or it's a remake of an olden concept hmm. that in itself i feel has quite a bit of draw at least for your urban audiences who will check it out once in theaters you've you've duped them into coming to the theater after that it doesn't matter if your movie shit so like you have you already as uh, what i it's what dr ray said right was it ice cube when they saw people burning records of stress red accountant outside uh, the store yeah <laughs> and then he said it's okay they already bought them it's fine yeah exactly <laughs> so but yeah that that's 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 me on on gajni what is what do you have up next so the last film um, that i want to talk about is a legit good film this mm-hmm. is not an adaptation in the it's not a rip off in the strictest sense it it takes maybe two key elements from the main story and it makes them its own uh, like i said it's a it's a great movie in its own right i'm talking about 2007's manorama 6 feet under by navdeep saini if i remember the director's name correctly it stars mm-hmm. has a pretty decent star cast it has abhay deol gulpanag it has sarika in a very enigmatic role it has kulbushan kharbanda 
Raima Sen. It also has uh, Nawazuddin in, in a small role. Uh, so it has a f- cast of you know people with acting pedigree. So it's a very se- the movie means business. It's not here to uh, you know just muck around and stuff. Uh, that said, it's a at the heart of it, it is a black comedy. At least the first half of the movie has comedic elements in the story. So it it feels more like a black comedy. Gradually, obviously, it descends into very sordid. storylines and the movie obviously that it, it is uh, an homage to or is an adaptation or a reference to is uh, 1972's Chinatown by Roman Polanski again i would say one of my favorite movies um and I just again just watching it today morning did you how mind fucked are you i'm okay i thought i kind of expected it a little bit and the thing is mm. that sort of concept or that that sort of twist in fact even movies in india have uh, had that twist lately i won't get in i won't name the movie because then again people will get an idea as to what the twist is mm-hmm. but a recent nawazuddin siddiqui movie from the last couple of years if you've seen it on netflix has the mm-hmm. same twist similar twist so uh, now obviously that it has sort of lost its shock value but i can imagine people who would watch it back in theaters in 1972 would have completely right. been taken by surprise so what manorama 6 feet under does is it takes that specific uh, human plot point of chinatown and it's not the exact plot point it somehow manorama da- uh, makes it even darker and props to navdeep saini for taking that route it's not very often that you see bollywood movies taking an american concept and saying you know what this is not dark enough let's push the envelope further <laughs> uh, and somehow make it work manorama 6 feet under 100% does that mm-hmm. and the other dynamic being there is uh, an angle of water politics and you know environmental manipulation in chinatown which also is something that uh, is present in manorama because the movie is set in rajasthan mm-hmm. uh, when in that uh, in chinatown obviously it's set in la which has its own issues um, again that is not as big a prominent or oh, sorry that is not as prominent a part of the narrative uh, in manorama 6 feet under but um, yeah the, just the interplay between the characters the screenplay is very i wouldn't say it's tight it's a very languishing uh, not languishing it's a very languid screenplay it takes its time with the movie and it's not for everyone i myself had to watch it in three parts cuz it it where you know it's a little boring it's a slow burn it's a slow burn mm. let's put it that way but um, the last half or well, last third of the movie is amazing like i loved it and uh, i'm just Apparently glad it's not on. it's not the only uh, i just found an article that talks about how it's it influenced that nawaz film it influenced another mm-hmm. um uh, tigmanshu dulia film as well um mm-hmm. no it's called soncharya soncharya okay yeah soncharya, soncharya. Hmm. so basically it's influenced about three hindi films and one of them as you mentioned one of them already i didn't know chanadan had a sequel in the 90s yeah it did which is uh, not good it's called the two jakes yeah Uh, maybe I kind of want to talk Chinatown for a little bit just because um, you watched it today. I can imagine yeah, it being fresh in your mind. Yeah, fresh in my mind and him. And then, I, then I, I, I for years I have wondered uh, why that Jake. It's China. Forget about this. It's Chinatown yeah. line comes, and it's so heartbreaking in the context of the ending, right? Yeah, 
it's like jake doesn't matter it's, it's chinatown and then i was like oh okay that, that i see and that is it's one of the bleakest endings of any movie i've seen mm-hmm. it's like you yeah. want and having grown up watching bollywood movies again not to give away too much having grown up watching bollywood movies you are accustomed to happy endings as stupid as that sounds things tend to resolve themselves in the end and throughout watching so movies like chinatown throughout watching them you're like okay yeah now it will get bad you just like at the end you just you're just empty you know the one thing i really adore about chinatown is that i was playing as watching it now and i was like oh fuck this is influenced so much shit yeah, uh, yeah i i don't know if you've played this 2011 game called el noir and it is thematically chinatown like if they could not have lifted more from that from chinatown without having <laughs> like blatantly called it chinatown it's set in la it's set in like yeah. late 30s slash 40s uh very similar themes the lead the lead character wears a beige suit with a top hat uh which is not a top hat but i don't know what hat what kind of hat that is he's introduced to this lady the there are three separate cases in that in that and one of them is very similar to uh expanding the city so to speak mm. without diverging into details uh, and of course there's also the black tiger murders which it uh, tackles famously mm-hmm. unsolved but the movie that um, chinatown very clearly uh, influenced obviously is 2011's rango Really? Have you watched Rango? Dude, Rango is completely Chinatown. It's about water shortage in the town. Oh and, yeah. And the the old turtle guy is sitting in a wheelchair. He has that same gruff authoritarian Oh, that's nice. Speaking, I, n- I never Exactly John Huston. Oh, wow. That's Well, that's John Huston. Rango is Yeah, yeah, that's John Huston in Chinatown. I thought that was Max von Sydow cuz I just No, uh, it's John Huston. Max von Sydow oh, was even young then. Yeah. fairly you know it have, i mean it was 20 years after seven seal i'd like to say was it 10 years after seven seal i don't know man 15 years seven seal is 57 this is mm. uh, 72 72 huh oh that's john yeah john you so rango is pretty much chinatown except for mm. the other part of the movie mm. and is build the rattle snake and yeah movie. yeah mm. build the okay. rattle snake the snake huh But yeah that that's another movie again uh, enjoyable watch but yeah if if you have watched if you have not watched either of the movies obviously i cannot recommend chinatown enough it's one of my favorite movies which is a, for me is a very loose term a lot of movies are my favorite movies but i i, I adore chinatown and again manorama 6 feet under bit of patience give the movie the the time it needs and at the end of it i can guarantee you will not regret it mm-hmm. uh okay so we'll move on to uh, another remake that i watched i'd say like late 2013 i started writing about movie reviews on my blog and in mm-hmm. 2014 there was a movie called ek villain that was hitting indian theaters and it was a remake of a korean movie now i wanted to watch the original because this was by now we as an indian audience have been accustomed to watching a lot of films that were inspired by korean movies and if there's mm-hmm. one thing i can credit directors for or at least directors like mohit suri like sang like sanjay gupta for doing is that they introduced me to a world of cinema i would have otherwise never discovered like i would not have discovered park chan book i would not have discovered bong joon ho 
would not have do you think at me. some level they feel they're doing public service like i feel like ripping it. off but at least i'm exposing these guys to these directors they otherwise wouldn't have heard of yeah like i just i just and i realized this when i watched memories of murder right so i watched memories of murder and i remember the day so clearly because i picked up the film and it went with me everywhere and i wasn't like sitting in one place wherever i went i was hold i had my laptop in front of me and i was carrying it and i was watching it cuz it completely had me hooked and then when i took it i told my dad about it and he said do i check it out and it was finally on prime a few years ago he watched it he was very dissatisfied with how it ended and i loved how it ended i thought it was the perfect way to end that movie and that's when you realize there's a disconnect between an audience such as us and the mass audience the mass audience if you give them an ending like uh, um don't make a sound so elitist now we lose people no no i'm just saying i'm not like saying where elitist i'm just saying generally speaking like in terms of there are certain if you're marketing a film like that to a mass indian audience you can't mm-hmm. do certain things that would uh, that you know there's a certain broad section. expectations of a yeah. movie in yeah and so um which brings me back to my point about ek villain because when we were watching when i first heard of ek villain and the day before we went to watch it i watched the movie it's remade from it it's called i saw the devil uh it stars minsik joy who again was also in um old boy very famous mm. uh, a very famous portrayal there and a couple of others and it's the story of this i don't think this is really spoiler territory so there is uh this girl who is on her way back home uh, it's pouring rain has car trouble stops and asks uh, a passer by for help and instead of helping her the passer by kills her chops her up and throws her into the river but it just so happens that the girl he ends up killing is the police commissioner's daughter who's about to be married to the nation's top secret agent so it destroys both their lives like the father and the and, and the husband's lives and the husband takes it upon himself to exact revenge on the on the guy but to do it slowly like to a point where the guy where minsik choice character is going to be begging for death so he proceeds mm-hmm. to torture him bit by bit and it talks about the revenge aspect of the film and I, and the whole crux of this the fact that revenge will ultimately turn you into the person you are trying to get rid trying to take revenge on is very well explored it's the movie is violent it is fast and it is weirdly philosophical in its own way ek villain has none of that <laughs> dude now that you more is brahman raga also uh i saw the devil i don't, I, I don't think so i'll just quickly because raman raga is also about vicky kaushik's character turning mm. into I means already an asshole but mm. why he's trying to chase this guy he's also uh, becoming more like him oh that's that's generally the 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 tale of revenge films even badlapur does something similar i feel yeah, badlapur does mm. badlapur i think is a fantastic movie by the way i just uh, didn't realize had no expectations from it completely blown away by how good it is badlapur right yeah mm. they try and make uh, ritesh deshmukh's character more sympathetic and ritesh deshmukh plays minsik choice who, character who is buying ritesh deshmukh as a serial killer or a mentally deranged person you know does he do a good job no it's not <laughs> okay 
that's kind of Siddharth Malhotra also is like I'm not really convinced by him but I just feel he's got the looks of a leading man he's got the stature of a leading man he does not have the acting skills of a leading man the acting chops yeah it's just it's not it's not there I don't empathize with his characters all his movies have annoyed me Bar Bar Deco specifically pissed the hell out of me I had really high hopes for that movie this is the don't watch the movie for performances yeah, yeah it's not just don't, just don't watch this movie it, it exists okay uh, a, yeah. it's bad I haven't watched it, it. Okay. It, it it's bad don't, don't, don't bother have you seen I Saw the Devil okay no that and Memories of Murder are like I have to watch them both Memories of Murder is the best Bong Joon-ho movie if he had to win for anything he should have won for that I still mm. I, ma- I maintain so Parasite obviously deals with Parasite in, in its own way is such a uh, what do you call um, and a clear adaptation of Indian society <laughs> I just I think it, it's any stratified society any rigidly stratified society because it's just I remember watching this movie and I was laughing because and people were staring at me and I said no you have no idea how close this hits <laughs> this hits to home it is almost it's scary it is scary oh, you watch it in the US that's why yeah I watched it in Bangalore here everyone's like why are they showing us a documentary like <laughs> <laughs> my yeah, so my issue with um, with Ek Villain is that it lacks any sort of nuance I think it's is it Ek Tha Villain or Ek Villain or Ek Tha Villain is some no no Ek Tha Villain is is a Salman Khan biopic never mind <laughs> <laughs> No. But yeah, so what, I, what I'm taking away from this is I should get on uh, I Saw the Devil ASAP yeah. and stay as far away from Equilin as possible. I, this, is, this is another like, um, what, this, is, this is another reason why you should not check out Equilin. It also stars KRK. In, he seems to be having fun with his role. What are you serious? Yeah, it has KRK. In, and then in, I have yeah. to watch Equilin, dude. We need to do an episode on Deshdrohi. Done, dude. <laughs> I just, I just love how. Speaking of two KRK and Salman Khan, I just love how things have been unfolding for them. Because yeah. uh, in his review for Rade, KRK called Salman Khan Dadu. Dadu, and, yeah. And then the quote, I just love KRK's resilience for being in the spotlight. Like, come what may, I'm going to be in the side, guys. You can't. I'll force my way in. And he took on Salman Khan and won. Wow. Props to him. How? And he's sitting in Dubai. He's like, you can't, you can't affect me. I'm just going to keep doing reviews and shit on your movies. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think generally, even I'm, I don't, okay, I have nothing to add. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basically me. If anything, to take away from this is watch, uh, I saw that a great film on Revenge. Arka Moel Botda. That's what it's called. Something like that. Really? The, the Korean title is something, Arak Moel Botda or something. Oh, wow. <laughs> because Korean, I have... Mm-hmm. I have my uh, so I have this movie database right on my hard disk uh-huh. I have named it by year like I put the year and I put the name and I, wherever possible I try and keep the original languages names hmm. so I remember seeing it's, it's something like that isn't it it's Angmurai Botta something like that okay I'm so sorry to any Korean listeners if we do have any I am so sorry um, but yeah, so sorry to the one Korean listener. <laughs> yeah, Minsik Choi and uh, Kim, directed by uh, Kim Ji Woon, written by Park Hoon Jung, and starring Lee uh, Lee Byung Han. Okay, this guy I know for some reason. He was wasn't he Snake Eyes? No, yeah, he was. No, he was Tom Shadow. Yeah, that's what I, I remembered him for. I knew he was in the GI Joe movie. Okay. Mm. Mm. 
but yeah i will i will definitely get on that hmm. i saw the devil train asap hmm. cool but yeah that was that was pretty much again uh, this is by no means the entire universe of indian rip off i mean the list we could It's go endless. on for weeks yeah but uh, we just picked something that we wanted to talk about or you know where we cases where we've seen both movies or at least know enough about both movies to talk about maybe that we, we might revisit this topic months down the line if if we feel like it because this is mm-hmm. the gift that keeps on giving <laughs> i think that's pretty much it so what we'd like to know once more is what indian remake or slash repossessions have you found that you either liked or absolutely hated stuff that you think could feature on the show because we're always looking for just for suggestions to watch new things and the more the merrier i guess right so just like let us know what you want to check, want us to check out uh, what you think we've already checked out and we could possibly talk of absurd hindi movie premises definitely is on is a, is another i'd like to tackle in the future guys abin has watched akala ka boom boom he has no filter fire away fire away have you watched dil ne jise apna kaha it's a family favorite in this house Uh, the funny part is all those early 2000s movies have had great music i remember all the songs like dil ne jise apna kaha all the all those movies i remember the songs somehow do you know do you, do you know what the premise of that movie is some heart transplant shit no yeah <laughs> dil ne jise apna kaha is a fucking heart transplant or thing you know who's in the, the movie you know who's you know who's in the movie who Salman Khan. Yeah. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh my god. That man. Oh, Deva has single-handedly saved his career. There is a great TVF uh video on the making of a bhai movie. It it gets it down to a T. <laughs> like you have to watch it, you have to check it out. Dev to one one this and one the making of a party song <laughs> they like kya kare for the party song it says ek kaam kar you add, you take mola mere party kara de tu <laughs> <laughs> oh my god and they put it check together it check it yeah out. that's pretty hilarious but anyway that's it from us take care everyone have a good one cool so they opened their big mouths and out came talk talk talk